All right, ready? Intro to the special. Take one. <laughs> This week on We Need to Talk, we have a special for you. Some of our favorite conversations of 2021. Enjoy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Little break from the vacation. 2022. It can't suck as much as 2020 or 2021. So no I'm feeling way. positive. There's no、Me、possible、too. way. Me、yeah. too. We're feeling positive. I feel a little like Howard Stern right now. <laughs> well, taking a break, play some best of. You know, we have a lot of listeners. That say, oh, I fast forward through the Real Housewives, or I don't watch this show, or I like to get to know both of you better. So, you know, we're taking a small break from our vacation, and decided that we would put together some of our favorite conversations of 2021 that have nothing to do with TV. Exactly. I think that this will give our old listeners a true appreciation for the real us, and it'll give our new listeners a peek into our world. <laughs> Right, I love it. All right, so I hold up my champagne for 2022, and we will be back to welcome everybody back on January 10th. Yeah, wow, here's to that. This is a long break. I <laughs> long love it. Break. We'll be refreshed and ready, and we'll have watched so much stuff and have so、oh、many good、God. conversations we'll、so、to, to say. <laughs> so enjoy the best of our conversations of 2021. We look forward to seeing you and hearing from you in 2022. Happy New Year, everyone! Happy New Year, everyone! Love ya, love ya. So I was having this conversation with a friend of mine about. Cheating on your hairdresser. You know it's spring. We need new looks. I never have any spring clothes. Let me maybe maybe I need a new haircut. But cheating on your hairdresser is very stressful for me. She says, "Who cares? No one cares." You know, like you just go where you need to go, and she doesn't care. Have you cheated on your hairdresser? Years and years and years ago, I had this hairdresser, and I cheated on him, and he tore me a new one. When I went back, and I think that I am still scarred to this day. I've had hair problems for so long. I went to the same guy for twenty years in the city, and then when I left the city for work, I was driving into the city, paying for parking to see him, and then it just got to be too much time, too much money, and I finally decided, okay, I'm gonna go to somebody else. And I thought I wasn't gonna go back, but of course, he was the master. And so a year later, I tucked my tail between my legs. I literally was like a nervous wreck making the appointment, going in. He didn't tear me a new asshole, but he did make me feel really bad. And then what happened was the haircut wasn't as amazing. And he said it's because I was only having him do my hair, not the color, and it all goes together, which I think is bullshit. I think he was just pulling some sort of guilt trip on me. I kept going, and then realized again, too much time, too much money, and the haircut's not as amazing. But now it is eight years later, and I've been through eleven different haircutters, and I just don't even know what to do anymore. And now that I've been with this one woman for almost a year, and I keep saying I can't go back, I can't go back. Look at this hair. I mean, yes, it's morning, but the hairdresser. Thing is a huge problem. It's a huge problem. I feel like we're very weak. I don't know、like、what's wrong with me. Like, why? It's my hair. It's a business. And、no、if you're、offense. not happy with it, you're in a bad mood. I go in to do my hair, and I'm literally cursing this chick out at this point. I just think, and yet I make another appointment. <laughs> 
sometimes maybe you and the hairdresser get like stuck. It's been years, you know, same thing, same thing. You need maybe a new set of eyes to come in with a new idea. I don't know, but it's really, it, Wait, it so really are you on me. the cusp of, you're on the cusp of cheating. I am on the cusp of cheating and I'm, Hence this tequila first thing in the morning because <laughs> I'm really stressed out about it. If you cheat, do you have somebody you know you want to go to? I have somebody I think I want to go to. But then on top of my guilt, you had the pandemic. These people have suffered. Now I'm going to leave. Oh, God, it's really Well, stressful. and also you don't want someone to meet you, especially in this particular case. You want them to see your whole face, to know how to cut your hair. So that's my point. Like, I still have to wear a mask. If I go to a new hair cutter, I have to wear a mask. They're not going to see what I really look like. I, it's really bad. I left one place and then they, they were still like in the neighborhood. I would have to go down a different block. It's just, it's just, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I got to take a sip. <laughs> it's a big problem. I can't believe we're both in it at the same time. It's really stressful. All right, let's talk about something that makes me happy. And that's Stanley Tucci. Okay, I have a little bit. Okay, so if you recall, I was away last weekend and did not watch it. So I've watched the two episodes. I've watched Naples and Rome. And here's the thing. You didn't watch Bologna. Not yet, no. Massimo, Massimo. (laughs) But, you know, when you said you don't follow him on Instagram, and I said no, I realized something when I was watching the show. First of all, I love Italy. I love food. I love... Everything about the show, except for one thing that I know you're going to freak out about. I don't like Stanley Tucci. Oh, my God. You're like the only person I've spoken to that doesn't like Stanley Tucci. Okay. I tried to figure out. I called my mother last night. Why don't I like him? And I figured it out. Why? I I don't like him because many years ago, my mom and I took a film class in the city at NYU. It was this guy, Richard Brown, who taught the class. You would see the movie and then he would always have the guest who was in the movie at the class. And so when Big Night came out- Big Night, 1996. My father just recommended that I watch it and I just rewatched it. It's so good. So such a good movie. But when that movie came out, we saw it in class and Stanley Tucci was the guest. And he was a total condescending, arrogant motherfucker. Sorry, people. But he was. He was an asshole. Like such a dick. Was that 30 years ago? Yes, it was 30 years ago. Goes back to my 30-year theme. I guess that's why I've had this thing about Stanley Tucci. And by the way, a couple of things that bothered me, like he seems to come across like he's a little still like that, like a little, you know, the scarf and this and that. I I disagree. I'm going to keep watching. I'm just saying I knew there was a reason why. And he's just not for me. He's just not my guy. He looks like I want to smack him in the face a little bit. Dude, you are bugging and you're insulting <laughs> the audience and it's upsetting. You have to watch the Bologna episode. I'm going to watch Mas- them all. I'm going to watch them all. Massimo is the best. I love him, his wife, his kitchen I love quarantine. Massimo. Kitchen quarantine, amazing. He had a line, oh, he's in Modena and he goes, in Modena, you don't believe in God, you believe in tortellini. I mean, <laughs> what? That's true. You don't believe in God, you believe in tortellini. I Thank you, Massimo. In. I tried oh, to get the into Parmesan, that. The vinegar, the yes. prosciutto. Please, please. You are bugging. Stanley Tucci <laughs> is amazing. The show is amazing. Massimo is you don't think his my favorite. Those pants are too tight. No, I'm amazed with the fact that he works out every day. He eats and cooks like that, and he's still like, He's in, in shape. Such good shape. 
So you're crazy. Who cares what he did in a film class 30 years ago? Are you for real? You should, I just, I can't believe you said big night because literally I was having dinner with my father and we were talking about Stanley Tucci and he said, oh, best movie, big night, 1996. And I couldn't remember if I saw it. I just rewatched it and it's so good. It's a great movie. Everybody should watch big night. Another food movie. Really good. So the last one was Bologna. Oh God. All right. I'll be watching that later. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. As a guest to a barbecue, what will you or will you be bringing a hostess gift? I'm going to be bringing to my sisters a chocolate platter. I thought long and hard about what to bring to my sisters because the thing about my sister's house is they have everything. You know, they're over the top. They have every kind of food, every kind of drink. So in the past, I've brought stuff that never got eaten, never even gotten put out. So I thought a small chocolate platter would be a good idea. I'm a little concerned of what if it was too hot? I gave up the weather situation. I'm going to bring a chocolate platter. To my mom's, I don't like what she serves most of the time. So I suggested bringing something that I like, which is a small sushi platter, which I always feel like people enjoy a good sushi platter because it's sort of like a special treat. So I'm going to bring that to my mom's. Now you're hosting. So would either of those offend you? <laughs> well, you know, I'm showing my age right now. Those who know me know that I'm obsessed with Emily Post and like, etiquette and like, I have the book and, you know, I know she's been dead a long time, but her great-grandchildren have taken over. So what Emily Post would say about what you just said is, first of all, unless you've asked the host about a specific dish that adds on to their menu, when you bring any type of wine or food, you cannot expect it to be opened or eaten at the huh. event. Wow. First of all, that's new yes. news. I did ask my mom about bringing the sushi. So that's different. Right. That's different. So you then you talk to the host and you then they made a suggestion or, you, or they said yes to your suggestion. Correct. Right. Okay. So that's the first thing. And then also, and you're not doing this, but your mom has agreed. But when you bring a gift, that has to do with food or wine or flowers, it puts work on the host. So you expecting them to open that wine or uh, serve that food or put flowers in a vase. So you should bring flowers already in, a in vase. the vase. That I know. That I know. Yes. So now for my barbecue, I feel that usually with these type of events where there's just like, you know, it's just a barbecue and people are in and out and I give people time, but they just come whenever the heck they want to come, which is, again, <laughs> not <laughs> again against the house guests, but whatever, that it's probably going to be more alcohol related. People will bring alcohol. What they like to that, drink. Yeah, what may or may not be open. I have had a few people say, can I make this salad? And I said, yes, great. There are a lot of hosts that get offended by people bringing food. I'm oh, not one of those people. I've been to a few barbecues or parties where people, you could tell they're not thrilled of you brought that and expect them to serve it. So that's why I usually do ask. And then if I yes. don't ask, I go dessert. I rarely go flowers unless the person's older now that I think about it. Yeah, I rarely go flowers either because that Emily Post thing is in my head. Or I'll bring a token gift, something that is just a household gift. Yeah, you know, a Joan Malone candle is always a good item. Right, exactly. Nest, a See? nest candle, a fancy candle is always a nice item. A hundred percent. Coasters, little drink-related items that they could open at their next party. Correct. Yes. Great. All right, so you are a good house guest. 
I mean, I always think I'm a good, you know, that's the thing. Most people don't <laughs> think they suck at anything. What, you know, we think we're good guests. We think we're good attendees, but sometimes people screw things up. I do the same thing. So you're going to your moms and your sisters, but you'll still always bring something. You don't feel like, oh, it's my sister. I don't need to bring something. I would never walk into anybody's home, whether it's a five minute visit or I'm sleeping over. I don't walk in empty handed ever. That's yeah. just me. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people think that way where they think, oh, it's just my, you know, my mom or my dad, or it's just my brother. But in my house, my father's in and out of this house all the time and he's never empty handed. Right. I'm never like, empty handed. So agree. Emily Post would agree with that. Never go to a house, no matter even if they're your relatives, empty handed. Correct. And if for some reason that you show up at a household or for an event, for a barbecue, for without a gift, you would then immediately send a handwritten note with a follow-up gift in the mail. Really? Yes, you would. That's correct. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Yeah. There is a way to say, well, I came to your house for the first time and now I've seen like, oh, something like a, this would be great in your house. And then I oh, followed okay. up and sent. I love the thought of that, but it would, because it's personal, but it would make me very uncomfortable to show up without even a bottle of wine, yeah. you know, and then, then follow up with a, with a gift. I'm big also on if you mention something and the person seems genuinely interested, then go send it to them. Oh, a thousand times. One time, one of my best house gifts was from one of my friends who I made a comment about loving to drink champagne out of those very rounded champagne glasses, those proper glasses, not the flute. And she sent me four of them in the mail. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sebastian. Yeah. I like that sometimes more. After the event, you knew that they were engaged, they paid attention, and then sent you something that they knew that you were going to really like and enjoy because it came up during their time together. So I love that too. Yeah. Lots to do. Listen, I know I have to run because I have a house full of people and you're going to- I got to go get ready and go pick up my chocolate platter. I'm a little stressed out. I have to explain it. So if I'm a little off on this podcast. Like, I know you had a rough day yesterday. I had a, I had a little bit of an experience. I kind of feel like, you know, I'm having a week like A-Rod. So we have company, you know, of house guests and our friends and they have a dog named Macaroni and <laughs> which goes with my Peroni. <laughs> Keep the theme going. You know, I have a cat named Timmy. My, named Timmy and my cat has been exposed to millions of dogs. Yeah. So all good. And so if the dog chases a cat, my cat goes high, end of story. So anyway, Macaroni started chasing Timmy. And so Timmy went high onto a windowsill, which actually isn't that high. And Macaroni jumps up on the windowsill and the screen and my cat go flying out the second floor window. Oh my God. Onto my deck. Was anybody below deck when Timmy flew out the window? Nobody was on the deck, but our friend was in the living room. Didn't see my cat said, you know, holy shit. I just saw the screen fall out, but not just the screen, but my cat (sighs) flew out the window. Now the fact that I'm not hospitalized right now (laughs) is really, really something. But anyway, my cat lost a few lives. I think we could be down to seven. Maybe that okay. would, maybe that. But he's okay. He was hiding under the deck and 
producer ad went, you know, went under the deck and, and took him out. But it's just been very traumatic. It's very yeah, traumatic. that's some serious PTSD for a while. Serious, serious <laughs> I'm so glad Timmy's okay. All right. That's, I just had to share my experience <laughs> with you. I know you're on vacation. No, I feel so bad. And everyone loves Timmy. We have to keep Timmy good. Oh, okay. All right. Enough with the drama. I am literally obsessed with this Gabby Petito story. Me too. Totally obsessed. And I feel like we are going to be talking about the movie that comes out on our podcast. Someone's bought the rights already to this story, I'm sure. It is insane. And now the boyfriend has gone missing. Well, they're saying that he's not missing. He's just nowhere to be seen, that it's intentional, that he's left the country. Who the heck knows? But, you know, I have a cousin in the van life world. So I was concerned. <laughs> I'm so obsessed when you say the van life world. What world is that? So van lifing is a thing. Like you can go follow van lifers on Instagram and Snapchat and stuff. My cousin, she's been a van lifer. I want to say this is her third year being one. So I reached out to her to say, are you okay? Do you know about this? And not only does she know about it, but she said that the van life community has known about it much sooner than the public knew about it and that they've been trying to crack the case amongst themselves. But it was Gabby and the boyfriend van lifers or they just had a cross country trip in a van or is that a van lifer? I don't understand the difference. I mean, in my mind, if you're a van lifer, you're a van lifer for a year or two. You know, well, you can drop out of being a van lifer. I can't imagine that my cousin will be a van lifer for her entire life. Although at this point she says, She's going to be a van lifer for her entire life. So the van lifers, which by the way, I didn't know existed, (laughs) are trying to crack the case of Gabby, you're saying? Yeah, they're all talking amongst themselves because within the community, a lot of them know each other. So my cousin knows tons of people. She actually met a guy that she was with for a year on the van life community, they van lifed together. They consolidated vans and now they broke up and now they have to get new vans. It's a whole thing. This is what happens. If you get, this is why don't rush into it. You got to, then you have to leave one van and you go move into another van. It's a big commitment. Oh. But if you think about it, if you Wait couple up, why have two vans? I'm laughing, but this isn't a funny story. So do we, no. so at this point we think she's dead, obviously. Well, of course we think she's dead because the one, thing, the one thing that I can tell you about the van life community is they are obsessed with their communication ability. They have all sorts of ways to communicate within their van life world because they're on the road. So if there's anybody who's a professional communicator, it's van lifers. Although so, I will say that there are many times that van lifers go off the grid, okay. but they tell each other they're going off the grid. Okay, but hold on. I, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that Gabby at 22 was a van lifer. Why? But my, like, my cousin is 23. She's a van lifer. She's been one since she graduated from college at 21. But did the boyfriend kill her is what I want to know. Well, I don't know. I mean, did you see that video where the cops pull them over and she's crazy? I'm really obsessed with it. And I like, think where, she is dead. Where is the body? Well, that's the mysterious situation, isn't it? Do you know that our favorite show, Yellowstone? Right. There's a scene in Yellowstone where Lloyd, you know, the older guy who I love so much, he says 
in the same area where Gabby is missing, he says, this is where we bury the bodies and nobody finds them. He says something along those lines. It's doable. Holy shit. I mean, I have to believe she's dead because at this point, why wouldn't you reach out to your community, to your parents and say, help, I'm in the desert, come find me something. Most van lifers are very well prepared people. The fact that you know so much about the van lifers (laughs) is actually amusing. But on another note, wasn't there another couple that also was found dead in the same area. Same like, area. This, this movie, whoever buys this movie, I don't know, Netflix better be on it quick because this is insanity. Yeah, what's going to be really interesting is if we find out that either one of them was also the killer of the other two people. Okay, all right. I'm very stressed out. I can't, <laughs> we have to stop talking about it, but I am obsessed though. I am oh, obsessed. It, and I have a feeling it's going to go on for some time. Yeah, because now they're looking for him. And it, uh, Yeah, all right, okay. It's been all Adele all day. That's all. I'm in an Adele rabbit hole. I watched that concert. I was bored out of my mind. Oh, my God. First of all, before even coming on this podcast, I was like watching Nantucket Noel on the Hallmark Channel. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I had to pause it to talk to you. And I'm thinking to myself in the background, I should be listening to Adele while I'm watching Nantucket Noel. All Adele. Stick with Nantucket, Noel. No Adele. What's wrong with you? I will say it was beautifully shot. That setting was beautiful. But she just stands there. She doesn't move. She doesn't even really tell great stories, I don't think, in between. O-M-G. I like Oprah. That's really all I liked was Oprah. Her songs are the story. What do you want her to tell? I want more. I just, I found her super boring in the concert. What I liked about the concert, I liked how it was shot. I liked checking out all the celebrities. I was shocked that Seth Rogen was in the front row. How does that happen? The celebrities were insane. I mean, Chris Jenner and Corey Gamble and Ellen were sitting in the back and freaking Seth Rogen and his wife were sitting in the front row. How does that happen? What about the engagement? Do you really think that that girl knew who Adele even was? She didn't sing one song. She had no clue what was going on. What do you mean? Of course she knew who Adele was. She looked like, where am I? What's going on? Well, yes, I would be too if I was blindfolded. And then all of a sudden Adele comes out. Next thing you know, you're sitting between Lizzo and Melissa McCarthy. (laughs) One's one's handing tissues, one's handing champagne. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. That whole thing seems so contrived to me. Oh, my God. You are such a downer this morning. (laughs) No, I'm not a downer about all things. I just was so (laughs) bored by that concert. I I can't. It was the best. I've waited so long. Oh, and you love the album. You love everything. All good. You have no issues. Okay. I'm going to say it again. (laughs) All day. All day. Now, the album. Yes, I love it. Now, I don't know exactly how I feel about if there's one song where her son, you hear Angelo in the background, like a couple of lines. I'm not sure about that. But again, that's more about the story. There's a story to be told in this album. We've loved Easy On Me. I Drink Wine is amazing. And I read, I guess, I don't know, what is everybody like this Taylor Swift shit? <laughs> I read that I Drink Wine was originally 15 minutes. Oh, and really? The, and they told her, you got to cut it to six. But, <laughs> but let me tell you this. <laughs> let me tell you this. I could drink a whole bottle of wine in the 15 minutes that you know it's going to be released one day. 
Of course it's going to be released. And I it will be waiting. So <laughs> then there's Hold On, which tells a story. To Be Loved and Love is a Game. Oh, my God. You have to listen to To Be Loved. It gives me chills. Well, I listened to the concert. But the album dropped on the 19th. Yeah. No, 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 remember? You had to prepay? I, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I just don't. I have no desire to listen to it. Oh, my God. I, I the just, concert made me not want to listen. I know. You're not the biggest Adele fan. And I have heard from other people that they don't think that this album is as good as her other albums. I get it. This is a little bit more of the story, but I've waited so long. She's found her Saturn return. You know, the whole Saturn return. I had to look up what that meant. I don't even know what that means. I didn't even look it up. <laughs> she had, well, you saw she was wearing Saturn. Yeah. I think last year or something, she had gotten that tattoo. Yeah. Saturn. And apparently in astrology, means that what's when Saturn comes back to where it was when you were born. And this usually takes anywhere between 27 to 30 years. And so when you experience your Saturn return, it's like you're questioning your life. And so she experienced her Saturn return. This is why you have to listen to the album. It tells the story. Didn't you hear Oprah? I did listen to Oprah. I enjoy Oprah so much. Oprah's so good at what she does. I felt bad for Oprah because (laughs) Oprah's been trying her entire life to lose weight. And Adele (laughs) goes, yeah, I just lost it. I was bored and I don't know. I just stopped eating and I went to the gym because I had to be on a schedule. And yeah, I lost 100 pounds in two years. And Oprah's like, what? (laughs) I've been trying to do that my whole life. Nothing happens. I felt so right. well for Oprah. As much as I love Adele, I really do feel like she's genuine. When I hear the weight things, that part I always say, give me a break. I really do believe she's very genuine. Yeah, she was totally honest and she was very transparent and forthcoming and told her story and her saga to Oprah. I mean, who wouldn't tell Oprah their story? But I don't know. Like, I wanted her to convey more during the show. She just stands there. She doesn't even move, which means she's going to gain that weight back. Oh, stop it. Well, all of the impersonators will be happy if she gains the weight back (laughs) because they're all out of jobs. I learned some things when she was talking to Oprah. Because it was so hard for her and she disappeared for years, I just assumed that it was a terrible relationship that her and the ex had. That is not the case at all. No, it's the exact opposite. And she lives across the street. And I had no clue about that. So really, it was about her own personal torment and what she was doing to the kid. And I love the fact that it was the first time the kids saw her perform. I can't even believe that. I know. And I love her story when she took him to Taylor Swift. You know? <laughs> See, that was funny. That was all with the Oprah section. She yeah. could have told that story in the concert. Is my but point. the concert was just supposed to be, I mean, it was all about the celebs. Nicole Richie's crying. It's just all about the celebs. It's I want to know how they got everybody up there. Because if you saw it, where, there's no road. Where was the road? I just thought everything about it was, it was beautiful setting. She looked beautiful. She looked good. Music is beautiful. I love seeing the stars. I love the new album. I'm so happy. And I drink wine to the queen. The queen is back. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I'm happy you're happy. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Are you affected by the cream cheese shortage? Because I really, I'm stressed out. Do you eat cream cheese? First of all, I love cream cheese. Ugh, I'm skivatzed by that. Oh my God, you are bugging. But not only do I love cream cheese, but I also love cheesecake. And if you yeah, don't I'm have cream cheese, cheesecake, you can't yeah. make cheesecake. And for the holidays, 
We always have an Eileen's cheesecake, cheesecake. and now what are we going to do? I'm I don't know. I didn't to hear that you have this problem. I am I, actually one of these people who thinks cream cheese is disgusting. That's really ridiculous. I've never, <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's ridiculous. I don't like cream cheese. I don't like sour cream. I don't like anything like sour that. cream and cream cheese are not the same thing. I don't even know why because they're white. <laughs> it's like saying mayonnaise. What are you talking I about? I don't like mayonnaise either. But I read so Eileen's cheesecake. I have not read about. I'm, I'm hoping I still get it. I read that juniors had to yeah, they're not stop making production. Any cheese yeah. I mean, Wait. it's the busiest time of year and they don't have cream cheese. I need to take a step back. How often are you eating cream cheese? I can't even imagine you eating a bagel with cream cheese. Is that something that you eat on a regular basis? When are you eating cream cheese? No, I do not eat it on a regular basis because I try not to eat bagels on a regular basis. But <laughs> I love cream cheese and I love cheesecake. Oh my God. Not to be confused with all the other white things like sour cream and mayonnaise and cottage cheese. It's not the same thing. Vegetable cream cheese, lox cream cheese. I love it all. I do not I like it. I love it all. I do not like it. It's disgusting. I'm a butter girl. Oh, gross. All right, fine. <laughs> but there is a cream cheese shortage. There's a cream cheese shortage. <laughs> I mean, we need a Christmas miracle. If you need to talk to us, Check us out on Gmail at we need to talk pod 2020 at gmail.com. Facebook, we need to talk the number two. Instagram, we need to talk podcast. And Twitter at need to talk pod. And of course, check us out on any of your podcast platforms. Rank us, leave a review. Thanks. <laughs>